If you would, open up your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 3. Uh, you're going to be getting almost to the end of the Bible. Um, if you get to John, you've gone too far. If you get to Revelation, you've really gone too far. Just go a little bit, a little, little bit back. If you get to 2 Peter, you've gone too far. 1 Peter 3, uh, 13 through 22. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God patient, waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, may they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we pray today that you would help us to make you Lord over every area of our life. We invite you into this time and this place. Speak to our hearts. Surround us with your love. And help us to go from this place and love others. And worship you as the Lord of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The early Christians were followers of Jesus, and they were called the followers of the way. And the, the, the way they lived their life changed the world. The way that they loved others turned the world upside down in such a way that people flocked and came to know who Jesus was because of who his followers were. The way that they lived their life out loud is what changed the world, and it's the reason that we are here today. We just sang uh, that little chorus, Jesus is Lord, uh, but the, the scripture here today, the scripture that really, really grabbed hold of me was the little sentence there in 15 that says, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. Now, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Lord above all. He's the King of all kings, the Lord of lords. But we, we have to worship him as our Lord. Now, uh, all of America for the, you know, every 600 years or so whenever there's a new king in England or something like that we we get interested in kings and lords uh Tonga they have kings uh and lords uh in their provinces so that's a very everyday thing but but we don't think about kings so much uh we don't think about lords so much uh, except when there's something that goes on with the royal wedding or a coronation or something like that or, or, or something that the royals do. Uh, so so what, what does it mean to worship Christ as Lord of our life? Because as followers of Jesus, we need to make sure that is who we are, and that is what the early church did. That's what the early church did. They lived out their faith. They made him Lord of every area of their life in such a way that it changed the world. The first thing that we've got to do to make Jesus Lord of our life uh, is to remember rule number one. Do y'all know what rule number one is? That would be the Ten Commandments. Number one, the number one rule in the Ten of Commandments is there shall be no other gods before, besides, at all, over me. It's so easy in our life to make something, to put something over 
Jesus. It's so easy to make something the Lord of our life instead of making Jesus Lord of our life. Uh, when uh, uh, early in, in my life, one of the things that I love to do more than anything, I'd get up at six o'clock in the morning, I'd turn on Sports Center. Uh, and watch the whole hour of Sports Center, and that's what got my day going. And I get this ready for good, kind of get to work at, at eight o'clock. Uh, now Sports Center is terrible, so that's not anything that uh, really interests me anymore. But that that was what was so important to me. It, it, it I had to get up, watch Sports Center for that hour, and I realized, you know what? There's something else I could be doing for that first hour of my life. I could be spending that with Jesus instead of spending it with uh, those sports center broadcasters. But so I stopped doing that. I watched it at lunch instead. Uh, but but uh, I, 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 we have to every so often do a Lord check. Think about where you spend your time, spend your money. Think about what you are putting above God. It could be busyness. It could be that you're so busy that you think, I can't spend any time with God. Well, busyness is just an excuse. Schedule that time to spend with God. John Wesley, every hour on the hour, he had one of those Seiko watches that beeped. <laughs> Every hour, whenever the, the time went off. Why are you laughing, Dan? Uh, and, and, but see, you know, every time the cuckoo clock struck the hour, he would look inwardly and say, how close am I to God right now? How am I doing with my walk with Jesus? Have I made something else, Lord, over him Think about that throughout the day as you go on. Think about, am I making Jesus Lord? Or have I put something, have I put my job over it? Have I put uh, money over God? Have I put something over God? Have, is there some kind of addiction in my life uh, that is, I think is more important? Sports, um, uh, you know, anything that, can, that you can put over God needs to get knocked down a few. Do that. Do that from time to time. Uh, the early Methodists did that every single day, and they met in a group together, and they held each other accountable. How are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? Is it glorifying God in all that you do? Look at the places you go and the people you spend time with. Is it glorifying God in what you're doing. If it's not, you, you might need to, that might be something that needs to be brushed out of your life. Worship. Worship God as Lord of your life. Put him first in every area of your life. Uh, Peter gives lots of good examples uh, of how we should live our life. Uh, 1 Peter 1.13 says, So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. 
Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. If you skip down a little bit to 18, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not with mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but he has now revealed him to you. In these last days through Christ you have come to trust in God and you have been placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and we give him great glory he is risen from the dead and if Jesus is really risen from the dead guess what we need to be doing in our life making him Lord of our life so, chapter 2, get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, that's easy for you to say, jealousy, and all, kind of, uh, and, and all unkind speech. How many of us need to get rid of all unkind speech? Um, there's areas of all of our lives that we need to look inwardly and say, how am I doing Jesus walking with you. That's making Jesus Lord of your life. We serve the King of kings and Lord of lords and live our life for his glory. Uh, John chapter 14 verse 15 says, if you love me, Jesus is saying this verse. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And his greatest commandment of all was to love others as I have loved you. And how did he love us? He loved us so much that he died on a cross, the perfect spotless lamb. His blood was shed so that our sins could be forgiven. Whatever areas of sin, any area of our life that is not pleasing to God has been forgiven because of what Jesus has done for us. So, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. For some of you, it's been 4,000 years since you've had a little baby in your life. If you want to borrow Brooks, um, they, they, they're, they're, they're ready uh, to give uh, to them. But when Brooks is hungry, the whole world knows that Brooks is hungry. When you're hungry for Jesus, when you're crying out for that pure spiritual milk, the whole world knows that you, there's something different. There's something about the way that person is living their life. Sure, sometimes they stumble and fall, but then they, they ask for forgiveness. They, they repent, they turn to God. They're putting God above everything else. Do you know somebody in your life who used to be rotten, despicable beside yourself, uh, that, that one day they found Jesus and their whole life was totally different. They didn't go to the places they used to go to. They didn't talk the way that they used to talk. They, did, they weren't mean and belligerent. They were nice to be around, which you wouldn't used to want to be. Do you know anybody like that? That's because 
they met the living Jesus. They met the resurrected Christ. They met the one who died for their sins. They met him in such a way that they put all their old ways away and now they're living out their life in a new way, a new way that pleases God in everything that they do. 1 Peter 3, 8 says this, Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted. Keep humble attitude. Don't repay evil for either evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. How different would our world be if we lived this way? How different would our lives be if we lived this way? Guess what, folks? As followers of Jesus Christ, this is how we are supposed to live out loud. We are to follow the way, the truth, the life. We are to love God with all our heart, soul, minds, body, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. We are to give ourselves to others and not have a witness that is hurtful or degrading. Um, and if someone asks you about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle, respectful way. St. Francis of Assisi said, preach a sermon all the time and use words if necessary. Our lives how we forgive, how we treat fellow followers of Jesus, how we treat people who don't follow Jesus, how we treat people who are abusing and hurting us will tell the world who God is. I want this verse to haunt you this week instead you must worship Christ as Lord of your life are you worshiping Jesus as Lord of your life not just for this hour on Sunday but 24 hours a day 7 days a week 365 days a year for as long as you breathe in and out worship Jesus as the Lord of your life this is last week's sermon this is the way but the way is the way, the truth, and life is to make Jesus, to worship Jesus above everything else. Worship him as Lord of your life. Let us pray. God, we 
don't always put you first. We put ourselves, we're selfish. We give in to that from time to time. But by your Holy Spirit, speak to us. Show us areas of our life that we need to change. Show us places that we don't need to go to. Show us shows that we don't need to watch anymore. Show us maybe books we don't need to read. And show us how we can make our relationship with you first and foremost. Can we give you our whole heart? If there's something that's keeping us from giving you our whole heart, Lord, remove that today. Help us to live our lives out loud in such a way that the world may know who Jesus is, who you are, by how we love them, even when they are evil to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.